Coming up in this episode, we'll talk about vintage motorcycle racing. So stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, there are a lot of great places to cruise around the Ozarks, whether it's a two-lane back road or a four-lane highway. I strongly suggest you put Brad Bradshaw's number in your phone, 417-333-3333. A lot of people out there this summer, and some may not be watching out for you, and they're probably not. But Brad's a physician, surgeon, and a lawyer. So he can help you with all aspects of your situation. After the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save his number, 417-333-3333. Just got one number to remember, three. You know, sometimes even the best maintained bikes need a little mechanical maintenance. So if you want a first-rate service, then go by Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first Level 5 Honda powerhouse dealer in Arkansas. The red-level technicians can keep you rolling this summer. And if it's time for a new ride... Well, Heartland Honda's got you covered with huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. So give them a call at 479-751-7022 or find them online at heartlandhonda.com. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road, where we talk about just about anything we want to talk about. Motorcycles, riding, general bullshit, things that have nothing to do with the other. Definitely the bullshit part. Definitely the bullshit. <laughs> you get enough beers and Randy, yeah, which by the way. You never know what's going to come out. Randy Lewis from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri is with me today. How you doing, Cletus? Cletus doing. Yes. So we're going to just kind of step right into it. No ride of the week this week. We're going to talk about uh, vintage motorcycle racing. Yes, There's a lot please. to talk about. There could be, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I really get into. Used to race as a young man, motocross. Did they have motorcycles at that time? They did. They were stoned wheels. <laughs> and you had to power them like the Flintstones with your feet. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't win too many races, did you? Well, I wasn't fat then. <laughs> so there's all different kinds of uh, organizations out there now that are doing vintage racings there's the main one the largest in the world it's called the american historic racing motorcycle association that's a mouthful yeah it is it's the ahrma.org if you want to learn about it now they're the largest one in the country and they do road racing motocross dirt track they race vintage bikes from the 20s all the way up to the early 90s that's what I think is cool. It's a wide gap, though. Yeah. What I think is cool about some of these vintage races is they'll put a cap on how new you can have as far as a motorcycle it goes. It depends on the race. Yeah, yeah. For an example, the motocross racing, they only allow bikes from the 70s and to the mid-80s. Right. So when everything was at their prime for that particular set of you know race bikes, whether it be you know motocross with dirt bikes and bull tacos and makos and stuff like that they get that one time frame where they were just absolutely monsters well that's all you can race at that point in time so i really think it's cool that they bring it back to a time period and try to keep it as correct 
You know, most very of, authentic. Yeah, yeah. Most of the guys that show up, they show up in vintage garb. They're wearing their old vintage race stuff or whatever they've picked up. Like they really go full send on it and get all the way into it. So there's one series, and I particularly like it, which I've always liked this guy. I could see how people don't like him, whatever. But Billy Lane started a deal called Sons of Speed. Right. And I really, really dig it because it is, I think, pre-1920, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And they have a race coming up next month. Yeah, yeah. So it's as close to board track racing as you can get, obviously, without the board tracks. They usually do them on high-banked asphalt tracks. A lot of the times it's at, you know, motorcycle events, things like that. But what he's doing is, is, and I've, I've kind of listened to him a little bit on it and it makes perfect sense. So all the frames of these motorcycles are what are unavailable, but all the engines, you know, back we, we were scrapping metal left and right for the war efforts. So all these frames are just gone. But what he's doing is all the motors were saved because people were using them for, you know, irrigation systems you know, generators, sawmills. Yeah, yeah, they were using those engines. So the engines are still somewhat available. So he's taking them and building new frames around them, which is awesome. You know, it's new, a lot thicker tubing steel, TIG welded instead of being brazed or silver soldered or something like that together. So in this particular race, they don't have to be quote unquote authentic. Yeah, they're not original as far as some of the other races that you see. What is original? Just the engine, the drivetrain? Yeah, well, and then he goes through it and f- say he finds an engine with bad cam followers or, you know, bad parts. He'll literally build the parts for them, make them run, usually make them run a little bit better. But what, what I thought was really cool about what he was doing with his frames is the undercarriage, if you will, where the engine bolts together, he's making it somewhat universal. So now if you've got a single or twin, those any make, any model, like a Flying Merkel or a Harley or an Indian Power Plus or something like that, you can bolt these engines into his cradle and then bolt them onto his frame. It doesn't have to be specific frame engine design. So I think that's really, really cool. So say you're out there racing and you shoot apart, but someone else has got a good one. You can just swap the whole engine over to that frame. And now you're running again. Well, that's pretty cool. Now, their next race is October 16th at the new Smyrna Speedway. That's in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yep. He's done a handful of races there, it seems like, which is really cool. Is I can't remember their names, but there's a couple of chicks that run that race, too, which is absolutely amazing to, in my mind, mainly because I got a couple girls. Do they wear leathers? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so I think it's really cool. And he'll take, at first I thought it was going to be like a Sons of Speed almost club. But this is not a club. I mean, Billy Lane has come up with this. I suppose he's working pretty tirelessly Is it open to anybody that wants to enter the race? Somewhat. I don't know if it's invitation only or what it yeah. is. It's just not every swinging dick can get out there and go run on this because it's somewhat you have to have, you know, the ability. You got to think these bikes are no brakes. No transmissions, 90 to 100 miles an hour. I just think it's really cool what he's doing. They're trying to get it under the umbrella of the way it was, you know, because the old board track racers, they didn't have brakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just... It's quintessential just board track racing as far as that goes, just more modern, probably a little bit safer, to be be honest with you, because the frames are so much heavier. I mean, there's no suspension. These are rigid mother truckers. They're running, you know, 23-inch clincher-style wheels and tires, so... It's, it's pretty cool. If you get an opportunity, hell, you, you could find enough information on it on YouTube or Google or whatever, but check them out. It's really neat. There was another There's series. lots of videos on YouTube about it. 
Yeah. And I don't know if it was actually a series, but you remember Dale Waxler. You bet. He'd get all his buddies together and they'd do almost the same thing. You had kind to have, of a road racing though, instead of a, an oval track. Honestly, they did a couple of those, but a lot of them, the ones I'm thinking of, the big races that he put on, it wasn't like a series where there was going to be X amount of races and this said time. It was more like once a year, and it was a 100-year-old bike, I believe is what it had to be. Yeah, when Dale did it, it was the bikes were genuine, yeah. vintage, yes, yes, the way they were. No modifications. I mean, basically as close to original or factory as you could possibly get. Now, you can modify the engines, make them run a little bit hotter, just like they did back in the day. But it was factory bikes. No modern parts, other than I think that he allowed you to have modern tires. Yeah, yeah. So it was just really, really cool in my mind what he was doing with that. And maybe, and I don't even know, but it might be kind of where Billy Lane gets his idea from. I'm not for sure on that. That's just speculation, but pretty freaking cool. So then you go into, which will hit the Japanese market too. Like there's Japanese road races that they're doing too, you know. Yeah, under the uh, AHRMA, they right. do that. Right, So all those Japanese race bikes with the Gus Davison fairings and modified, you know, 550s, 750s and whatever the hell, Suzuki and Kawasaki. And my you know. favorite, two-cycle engines. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I just love that they're taking these nostalgic bikes and putting it back out there on the road and racing these things. You bet. So you also have... You also have the flat trackers, too. Yes, yes, you have flat trackers. And to be honest with you, you know, what they're doing with the board track and the flat track, they're also doing on vintage motorcycles ice racing, too. Oh, that's so, just crazy. That is just Not being cool vintage, cool. just ice racing in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got a safety factor. We got spikes coming out of our tires. <laughs> yeah, but it's so badass that they are. These guys are in old Harley gear, or whatever you're wearing. And in old Europe, leathers. ice racing is grotesquely popular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to have some cojones on you right there just to do that nonetheless. Hell, never mind doing it on asphalt or dirt. Now you throw ice into the mix and it's cold as shit anyway. And you're running these things, balls to the wall, all the way around the track, on ice. Well, see, that's my only phobia, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not afraid of anything, but I will not, repeat, will not step out on a frozen lake. (laughs) Hells no. You're like a bobber anyway. It's not like you're going to (laughs) sink. So we started off such pleasantries. Oh, man. It's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, that's, that's what you get when you get me. I know it. But uh, you were talking about, you know, flat track dirt racing. Mm-hmm. They have uh, also vintage uh, trials riding. I've yeah. been a judge at a few of those down in uh, southern Missouri. Yeah. Where they got vintage trials bikes. That is awesome. Those guys in trials are the best riders in the world, I think. Yes. Skill level is beyond. I was just going to put this out there, how much I love Harley and how much I love all that vintage fast shit. But that's probably my favorite series to watch. What's that, Trials? Yes. It's amazing. What I think is super, super cool about it is very seldom do you see a 20, 30-year-old out there. I mean, these these are old dudes on old bikes just living their glory days And And it's like they're suspending those bikes in midair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like defying gravity. Right. 30, 40-year-old bikes. And then you put a 60, 70-year-old man on it. It's a skill race, nonetheless. And of course, as you people probably already know, trials is not a speed race. It's a, a race of skill. Yeah. I mean, you hopping that bike from boulder to boulder to uh-huh. creek to creek without ever putting your, you put your foot down and your deducted points. Yeah. 
So they are, I mean, that, that is super, super cool. So any of those trials, you know, vintage AMX, all that stuff, like I just absolutely love that for whatever reason. Maybe it's because I got a screwed up mind. You do indeed. <laughs> very, very true. Okay, here's another group called the Race of Gentlemen. Yeah, buddy. I mean, that is pretty slick. I love Racing that. on the beach. I love that. So The next one's in New Jersey sometime this year. I believe most of them are, which I think a lot of people do this. I mean, this this race is unsanctioned. It's unmarshaled. There's really no rules. It's you getting a big-ass line. But it's vintage racing. Yeah, it's like pre-1950s, I believe. Yeah. You get on the beach. You got this smoking hot chick in vintage apparel doing a flag drop. It's not on a tree or it's anything like that. Like she does the whole jump just up. Just like the old days. Sling the flag down and then you just grip it and rip it. What I really think is awesome about this is because I, I am fascinated with this time frame in, in American history. And just you were whatever. born way too late. Yeah, yeah. So anything from, you know, the 20s up to the 40s, 50s, when motorcycling and hot rodding and stuff were just at its peak, in my opinion. So you show up. They just line you up. You can choose to who you want to race with, or you just take luck of the draw, whoever's next to you. And they just run them down the beach, get to the starting line, flag drop race, and it's a drag race on now the Now, they beach. allow motorcycles racing against cars, too, don't yeah, they? Yeah, everything. everything. Didn't matter. Yep, it's old, pre, you know, vintage cars, vintage motorcycles, all that shit. It is as if you stepped through a time warp. Yeah. And yeah. it literally is 1930s all over again. Yeah. It's so freaking fascinating. You know, you're out there on the beach, you're by the sea, you got all this vintage shit going on, you know, guys dressed in all the old apparel, all the chicks are running around all rockabilly style. You're lined up, you're looking at old vintage motorcycles and cars and people have modified them just like they what they would have done back in the day. It's vintage parts on them. It's just so freaking neclectic that it can't help you get goosebumps and just make you feel like you're, you know, 2021 is non-existent. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally transporting back in time. And I absolutely love that race. I think I like it even more because there's no rules. There's nobody over top of it saying you have well, to do this. Well, the only this. rule is it has to be a vintage bike. Yeah. Car. Yeah. Yeah. There's no safety tech, no bullshit like that. It's just, Hey, you got the nuts you to do there, this. You're going to you're gonna die out there, but that's okay. That's your choice. <laughs> exactly. Freedom of choice. It's something else I think is really cool about it is, is it's not ran by big name people. You know, it's not like you, you know, hit Billy Lane up again, whatever, but it's not all these big name dudes out there putting their shit and their money to the test. Well, it's most likely people you've never heard of. Yeah. It's Joe Schmoes. Now you race that a handful of times and you find these guys, you know, who's, oh, who's you become good, who's part bad. of that community. Yeah. But it's just so freaking cool to see all this old shit being ran down the beach, you know, maxed out. You got big ass sand rooster tails coming behind motorcycles and cars and stuff like that. It's just cool. Well, they also will race. It's not always just one on one. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's, you know, it might it, be a drag type of race, but you might have two, seven or cars. eight vehicles yeah. out there, cars and motorcycles yeah. racing. Yeah. So it's super cool. Venturing from that. One that I've never been to, mainly because I don't have the money to, but I am super, super fascinated with is Bonneville, Bonneville Salt Flats, and all these guys in these old cars, torpedo cars. I have been bikes. There. I mean, it would just be so freaking cool. But to be fair, when I went there, there was no race. It was just the flats. 
<laughs> There's this one fat dude out there looking at the salt. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's amazing. But I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you got these guys pushing these old machines, which there's a lot of modification to them to make them safe and make them fast and make them aerodynamic. They very much are uh, safety oriented. Yes, yes. You're talking about taking an old machine and pushing it to its max and its and limits. That's and that's also stuff. my favorite movie. They're just a plug in there. Do you know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, the world's fastest Indian. Damn right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's guys that gear up all year long for running this race. And it's like you took their birthday away if you couldn't run it. So, it's it's a, it's a another one. It's Racing is alive. It's alive and strong. Not just dirt track and asphalt and all that bullshit. But, I mean, vintage racing and guys modifying their bikes and their cars. To go haul ass. I mean, that that's just cool, in my opinion. It is. Also, we want to talk about uh, the Cannonball Run. Vintage oh, racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. It's, again, old vintage motorcycles running out on the road. Now, it's it's somewhat sanctioned, so there's just not... You're not running into a shit ton of cars all the time, and you got to compete with traffic as much. But it's take your old motorcycle, and they'll either do a cross-country one, or they'll do an... Not it's somewhat timed, I guess, but a short leg is what it is. Three, yeah. 400 miles, something like that. You're talking about bikes that usually run them at 40, 50 miles an hour, not, you know, 100 miles an hour. Whereas how they have like the newer cannonballs and fast ass cars and fast bikes, you know, how fast can you go coast to coast? And it's timed like that. It's completely different. It's all vintage stuff that you have to go and run. We've had it come through Missouri a couple of times. We recently had it come through Southern Missouri. Um, I remember about 10 years ago, it went through Sedalia, and they actually had a bike burn up on 65 Highway at a stoplight. Like, really? It, it's legit. The same issues you would have dealt with way back when trying to run these things. So it, it's super, super cool. You can find a lot of this information. Now, the cannonball isn't necessarily sanctioned with the cops and everything. It's, you know, if you do something illegal, you're going to get popped. That's what makes it fun. Yes, yes, it really does. Now, granted, you're not getting much speeding tickets on it, but there's another side of that as well. Like they have like an adventure bike race too. That's like a cannonball run where you can't get on main interstates or or anything like. That. It's all back road I riding. I have heard about such a thing. Yeah, there's not a ton of information on it, but there is a race out there where you take adventure bikes and you backcountry race them coast to coast or. Yeah. Through a set amount of, you know, miles, five, six, a thousand miles, whatever it is. No paved roads. Yeah, but you got a very Sometimes limited Sometimes no roads at all. Yes, it's very limited as far as what you can get on. It's it's all backcountry running. And then you talk about kind of off-road side. And this is really starting to come back. I really feel like a lot of the big, you know, big motorcycle rallies and events are starting to do this. There's some small ones popping up here and there. But where did all this shit start from? Hill climb racing. That is awesome. You know, like Sturgis, that was a hill climb race that turned into a rally. Right. So dudes are stretching these old bikes. Shit, I've even seen guys out there on new Dinas and Softtails running their shit up the hill. Really? (laughs) I mean, it's just kind of cool. Guys that just love riding and not necessarily showing their bike, they get out there and they just freaking rip up a hill. So it's, it's really, really cool. If you look and search and you're into racing and you know, you've got a competitive nature about you. There is so much shit out there that you can do. And it is so intriguing. You know, that's the nature of being man and humankind, I guess, if you will. 
Like there's always a competition. The competition is what makes the world great. Yes, yes. And probably what makes Can you it imagine more... how milk toast life would be uh, without the competition? Bland ass oatmeal is what I would say it is. But without competition, that's what you get. But with it, I mean, it's are my nuts bigger than yours or is my heart more than yours or can I push my machine harder than you can push your machine and I'm going to get there first like you know it's just cool. It is. There's no other way around it. It's just cool. So switching gears just a little bit here, next podcast we'll be doing from Lake of the Ozarks, Harley Davidson. Now the podcast won't air until probably the weekend after. Yeah. We'll be set up with uh, folks at Lake of the Ozarks, Harley Davidson and Law Tigers. We'll be doing some games, some trivia, some giveaways, just fun shit. We are what you call sophisticated, trained monkeys. <laughs> exactly. I just hope that at some point in time, somebody brings a cooler of alcohol over and I could sit there and bullshit with other like-minded people, maybe give some stuff away. Oh, for God's sake. She put, balls. A, put a couple of beers in his hand, he gets chatty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am inherently a not a people person, but give me a little alcohol and I'm your best friend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's absolutely the truth. You know, yeah. lots of things going on. So, also, if you get a chance, stop by our website, randomthoughtsfromtheroad.com. You can register to win some free stuff. We still give away things. And uh, maybe if you want to become a member of the club, do so. It's helpful. So, until next time, be sure to keep writing, stay safe, but always stay on two wheels.